Mitch Keller has a new effective pitch, and it's not a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's all kinds of different stuff that isn't the 100-mile-an-hour fastball, and I don't even know what to think about this anymore. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday, and if you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Tigers 3, Pirates 1 yesterday at PNC Park. The less said about that stinker, the better. I was over there covering it. Counted all 23 strikeouts. I think it was 23 between the two teams. The Pirates had either 12 or 13 of them themselves. Just awful baseball. Unless, unless you were Mitch Keller. Because Mitch was out there after a little bit of a rough start when he couldn't quite locate his slider. He ended up just pounding the zone, going six innings, one run, four hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. And 42% of his pitches were sinkers, which he just taught himself three weeks ago. For real. And it's become a virtually unhittable pitch for him over these last couple of starts, including the really good one out in Los Angeles. That's wild. Now, additionally, factor into this that here's Mitch throwing a whole bunch of sliders early on, and they're getting clobbered because he couldn't get the, how did he put it, the shape that he wanted early on. But then he found it, and then he starts just pounding with sliders, and they ended up carrying him, as he would tell me later, through the final three or four innings of his start. And and I, I don't know what to make of this. I thought Mitch had everything figured out back in spring training before he even reported to Bradenton when those magicians or whatever in North Carolina found a way to unleash a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I thought that would be a good thing. Do you know how often he threw his standard four-seam fastball in this start yesterday? Seven times out of 95 pitches. Seven. I mean, you want to look at what he's done in the last two starts, in the last four appearances overall, including relief, and say, wow, man, Mitch is getting right back on track. This is awesome. Uh, Mitch Keller, so important to the Pirates' future, and here's another stride. But then do you go on which direction is he headed? Is he going to be able to make it back to the four-seam fastball? Because that sure would have been cool. Is... The sinker going to tunnel better with the slider. And for those who don't know what that means, it's a pitching term that relates to the path of the baseball as it comes out of your hand. If you have pitches that have a similar path up until the end when they break off different ways, then you've really got yourself something. And sequencing is very important. In other words, When you throw a slider, you're going to want to throw a sinker after it or vice versa or something like that. 
But, but I, I can tell you from spending a lot of time with this very bright young man on a regular basis, including again yesterday, that I don't think he knows. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, what has been encouraging, legitimately encouraging, is that the old Mitch would say, I really liked my stuff. I thought I threw well, didn't get the results. That was status quo. Every time after every start, no matter whether it went great or poorly or whatever, you would just get that. Now, he'll tell you. He'll say, hey, this pitch didn't work at all. Had to go away from it. Uh, this one over here, I just got to stick with it. And even then, I, here, let's just do this. Here are a couple of questions that I asked Mitch after the game yesterday, um, aimed mostly at that slider. How did the slider play for you? Uh, really well there. Yeah. The, the last three, four. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, the last four, five, six innings there were uh, way better than the first couple. Yeah, just just progressively feeling better with it and, and getting the feel for it. Does it feel like just putting things together? I mean, we've talked about different pitches after different starts. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, it, the slider's been a huge a huge pitch for me this year. Just a huge, as in I've been struggling with it a lot, like finding a grip that I like and just getting a consistent shape with it. Um, and then just kind of having that same thing in the first couple innings there. Just didn't really have a feel for it. Uh, but then. I threw really oh, one really good one. I think it was to Hobby, and I just kind of just kind of locked in with that mentality a little bit on that feeling of that that specific pitch and being controlled with it. And that's kind of why it was useful the last couple innings there. That right there, my friends, is my typical conversation with Mitch. There's a lot of that where you hear some hesitation, you feel that there's a little bit of trepidation. And he's not ready to go completely all in in this direction, but it's a work in progress and everything else. Mitch is constantly a work in progress. The reason, I believe, the principal reason that all of us, Mitch included, were so excited about his 100-mile-an-hour fastball showing up over the winter was that life was now about to become, theoretically, a whole lot simpler in Mitch land. He was going to be able to just rear back and let it go. And if he needed to use something else to keep hitters off balance, great. He's got some of those. He could pull the string whenever necessary. But he slash Oscar Marine slash the catchers slash Radley Haddad, the guy who orchestrates a lot of the game planning now. It's a new position on the Pirates coaching staff. Somebody went away from the fastball. I am thinking it's Mitch himself. I have to think that in conjunction with his catchers because ultimately he's the one out on the mound and he's the one that gets to shake off the signal that's there. 
And if he's not feeling like he can command his four-seamer or he doesn't feel the conviction in it that he needs to feel, he's going to go away from it. I'm just uneasy with all of this. I would love to see this pitcher find one pitch, not seven, one, that'll really, really work for him. And a six-inning start in which seven of his 95 pitches had the chance to get to 100 miles an hour. Uh, you know, that's not it. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from John Gurchowski, who asks... So the pitching has improved, and we're in the era of accountability, right? So is Oscar Marine being held accountable, or is this something else? Well, as I've mentioned over the course of the week, John, the starting pitching has improved. Mitch Keller has improved. Zach Thompson has really improved. JT Brubaker, if you set aside his last start, has improved. Ruanzi Contreras doesn't really need any help in improving. And Jose Quintana is coming off his worst start of the year, but he's just been so good that improving's really not that much of an option for him, too. So we're talking about three guys here. In each of the three cases, there are different scenarios. Just went over Keller's in a lot of detail. Thompson and Brubaker feel more like works in progress than they do, you know, all-out transformations. Any improvement that occurs with any position on any team in any sport is going to come with at least partial credit to that positional coach. Marine, as such, deserves his share, although... You know, when talking to Keller in particular, there's not a whole lot that's involving the pitching coach to date. And take that however you will. The idea, though, that you raised regarding accountability, I got to tell you, when I first saw your cue, my my reflex was, eh, come on, man. You know, n- not everybody needs to have the whip cracked in order to be more effective and That felt more like narrative than anything else. But then, you know, start thinking a little bit about Marine, and this is his third year. This is his third year. And he's had some of these guys that we're talking about for a really long time. He's had Keller. He's had Brubaker. And if he isn't making them better while the front office continues to believe in them, visible, you know, by handing them paychecks and signing them year after year, then it's reasonable to think that at least someone at some level of the organization would be thinking to themselves, maybe the guy who's supposed to be coaching them up isn't good enough. So I I can't dismiss it. I I can't dismiss what you're suggesting there. Uh, Everybody's got a boss, you know, and everybody's got somebody to be answerable to. 
And it's not Marine's first year, just like it's not Keller's or Brubaker's. These guys all have to get better, and the pitching coach has to get better results. To whatever extent the credit is merited to this point, there it is. I'm not going to go overboard here. Keller's had a couple of nice starts, four consecutive nice appearances. Brubaker had, past tense, five nice starts in a row and then gave up a zillion home runs last Friday. See more. Let's see a lot more. There's no reason for a team like the Pirates to not be able to invest in the best possible instruction, in the best possible coaches. The salary discrepancies between pitching coaches from the Dodgers on down, meaning in terms of payroll count, is negligible. They all get around the same thing. It's just a matter of picking the right guy for your system. And I'm just not there with Marina, but I'm open to being there. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow.